Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I finished my middle grades Christian fantasy novel, and I just had to get back on here and celebrate and document this very happy occasion. All right, so that means that I've tied my own record. Um, I'm not doing it by hour. I'm doing it by days, and it took me four and a half days to write my boyfriend's back at 30,000 words, and I knew um, I could do that again or get close to it. So I was working on my half day today, and I finished it at one o'clock, and I cannot tell you (laughs) how amazing and wonderful it feels, and I hit 33,000 words on this one. So this one is 3,000 more words than my previous book. It still has 16 chapters in it. Um, And I did not check my word counts. I worked strictly off pro-writing aid and then copied them in. So I checked my word counts at the end of chapters. That way it freed me up from just writing for words but writing for scenes and the development of the plot. And so it worked again, that same strategy. And I loved it. This time I kept my journal right beside me with all kinds of notes in it. And I actually had three separate um, just white sheets of paper as well that I scribbled it all over because I had seven characters in the book, and I've never worked like this before. I've never had um, such complex scenes and, and, and characters. It's always, you know, it's just kind of being one character or two characters or a little family at a time. And so, so this one um, took a lot of me writing down things as I went. So then I could know, like, for example, who the teacher mentor was for Strix, like I needed to know that, and so I had to mark it across, um, so I have, um, sheets of those things, and then while I would research, and I would find the mythological creature or their abilities, I I would still make additional notes beside that, and I did not do a digital one this time, I wrote strictly on paper, I, 
created a list of professors that I already know what their powers and everything would be because I already listed them all out. Um, I went through and found images and went ahead and saved all the images that I could. So that work is done. My main character has already been chosen. That was between chapters one and two. So that same process, again, was true to this book. Now, what I did is I would write a chapter in the ProWriting Aid. I would place it into my template. And so the Hartwell Chronicles template is beautiful. It is the one that I'm going to be using for the rest of my template builds. And I put it straight into the Hartwell Chronicles, put in my header image of my chapters, rename my chapter, and then I would proof it. I would then again proof it in Word. So I'm starting at the beginning of that chapter. I'm reading it again. And then I read it one more time and I scan it through with the word processor check. So that way it has already received, you know, three edits at this point through Word and ProWriting Aid. So now that it's done and I have this final manuscript, I still understand that this is my first draft, even though I've already kind of went through, well, it's my third round that I've completed. So now I'm going into my fourth round. Now I have beta readers that are reading it right now and they're providing me input um, through Messenger and through email and through text. So I'm having input coming at me. And as that input comes in, then I don't wait. I do not hold it. I jump right back on it. And I look and see if there's any area that I need to tweak or change, or is there a purpose why I have it there? And maybe the beta just doesn't know it. So I have to go in and kind of make those executive editing decisions. Um, and so that's kind of like where I'm at right now. That is like edit four. And then edit five is me reading it again from front to back and checking everything. And so hopefully by Sunday, I will have all of those edits done and I'll be complete. I already have one beta that's almost finished because um, I just finished today. They got to just get the last piece, but they've been reading with me as I go. And I've told you in um, previous um podcast episodes, that's the way I like to roll with my betas. So um, that's positive for me because I don't have to wait a long time to get um, feedback and constructive feedback. I'm, I'm getting it as I go. Um, then I'm still getting it now because not everyone reads as fast as um, one of my top betas. So I'm having to kind of work around their schedule too. So, um, that's kind of like where it's at. And when I got to the last chapter, like I knew last night, I just knew it. I knew that today was going to be the day, but I thought it was going to be late the night. I didn't realize it was going to be one. It was around one thirty, maybe. Um, I have the exact date down, the time down, but, um, in, in text, because I started texting out my family members, um, right when I finished but I had, when I wrote Heaven Can Wait, that's my last chapter. It's um, in tribute to a meatloaf song. Here I am just crying my eyes out because I've seen this character through her own kind of self-discovery. And I just, and I love her. 
And when I and I'm getting chills right now, honestly, I am getting chills um, talking about lyric. But I've got to go back in, and I've I've got to make sure that I'm representing lyric in a way that you guys will love her just as much as I do. And that's something that I was talking with an author last night, and she was saying, you know. I often feel like, you know, I know who my characters are, and I'm so in love with my characters, I don't know if I'm giving them justice on the page. And I'm like, all we can do is just let them speak. And if we love them, they'll love us back, and then hopefully they'll appear that way. So I've got to go back in and make sure that before the fantasy elements hit, that lyric is a character that people would want to champion regardless if she goes into that contemporary fantasy setting. I want her to be um, down-to-earth, relatable, authentic, real emotion, um, insecurity, um, questions, because she continues with that pattern even in the fantasy world. So I need to make sure that those kind of personality traits are consistent throughout and now that I know her at the end of the book I've got to go back and match her to the beginning of the book if that makes any sense so I think that my next read is really paying attention to lyric and her dialogue um, and seeing how rich I can pull this and out for her because I do want to champion her because I love this book um and so whoever gets the book, I want them to love it too. So I'm going to be praying through the next rounds of edits that um, if there is something that can be expounded upon or um, deleted or added, that um, I'm at my base amount that I need, which is awesome. That means that I have room then to like kind of flesh some things out or maybe pour over a little bit more of the description when I did not. Um, I know what my students in my classes like to read. I know their patterns. I know um, what they say about books as they're reading and as we're reading together. And I always try to capture that kind of pacing. Um, I hope that I do. But I'm trying to capture that as I write is to kind of like channel what my ninth graders, because this book, even though it's middle grades, um, ninth graders they're loving this Percy Jackson stuff still so I'm saying you know middle grades fiction especially um fantasy that can appeal to my YA readers too and so I've got to keep that in mind um this one is not a romance book at all um there are there's a tiny bit of a hint of a romance, but then it doesn't get developed in there because it can in future books, not in the first one. The first one is more on of coming of age, and it just has nothing to do with those kind of relationships, whereas my other books are heavily um, dependent upon the romance. I, I really pulled myself back in this one, and I was like, you know, just focus on her greatest love and that's her music um that's what her relationship is 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 her abilities in music so i really i really moved away and tried some new things this time 
and I'm proud of myself. And maybe, I don't know, like, I can say why I cried, because I love the last scene. I love the last chapter. It was very personal for me. Um, I got images of my parents when I was writing the last chapter. Um, and when you guys read it, and if you know anything about my story, then I'm sure you'll know why. Or you just ask me later. I don't want to spoil it or give anything away. But um, the last chapter was very emotional for me. And then when I finished it, I texted the boys and I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go eat lunch. Because it was after one and we hadn't ate lunch yet. And we're usually very consistent when we eat lunch. But I didn't tell them I was going down and I was in the middle of this and I had to finish and when we went down, we celebrated, and I told them about the ending. I told them about Mush, one of my favorite, favorite little sweethearts. And we were um, just talking back and forth about the book. And Sam looked at me, and he was like, Mama, I really hope you make it. And I was like, I do too, baby. And I'm like, but what do you think about the book? It's, you know, And he's like, it sounds really good. It sounds cool, Mama. And so um, I did have opportunities to beta read with Sam in the sections that I felt needed his special okay, um, especially with the fantasy switch. And I got thumbs up. It's a movie, Mama. I can see it as a movie. So that gave me the encouragement to just really let go of any fear I had about writing in a genre that I have never written before. I just allow the Holy Spirit to just take over in this whole book. I know that that's from the beginning of the to the end of this. Like yesterday, um, I wrote almost 10,000 words. Um, I did something new with this book, and it's funny because I, I skipped the chapter somewhere in my, I guess because I got tired, and I, I missed doing it, and it threw my numbers off, but at the end of chapter one, I had, you know, 1549, those were my word count, at chapter two, 1903, and so I started making a list of my chapters, and I skipped one somewhere. So it threw off my numbers, but I just kept going because I noticed in chapter seven, I had over 4,000 words in a chapter. That was my largest chapter. And chapter five had 3,300 words. And I was like, okay, I've got to fix chapter seven. If it's over 4,000 words, I can break that up into two chapters. I just need to do kind of like a closeout piece somewhere. That's just way too long. Um, in the middle of the book, I did not want to like have a kid look at it. Now, I have students in my class that count pages of chapters. And it really throws them off into this negative spiral if they see extremely long chapters. And so I can psych them out by still giving them the content, but then just breaking that up. <laughs> and I did that intentionally because I did not want to turn a child away with them looking at, oh my gosh, I'm not starting this chapter because it's way too long. I'm done with this book. And we're in the middle of the book at chapter seven, pretty much, because it has 16 chapters. So you can imagine that I'm just working up. Um, so if, if you're thinking, if you're thinking about some strategies that might work for you this time that helped me, um, I had one chapter that was 893 page, um, pages. Oh my God. 893 words. 
But then again, my last chapter was 3,200 words. So that just lets you know that some of the chapter lengths were shorter. That meant that the action, I wanted that action to be more packed in that chapter. Um, another chapter was really short, and it was the same kind of way. But then it wasn't enough. I, I, I realized, okay, I have 861 page, um, word count here. What can I do? So that's when I did a section divider and I created my little stars and then I, I did the next section because I was like, this one doesn't feel full. Um, the page count one wasn't enough, honestly, in my opinion, for a chapter that didn't have that big punch. And I was like, if I started a new chapter, just this is just kind of like a middle thing. I, I need something else to happen here. So I made the decision to go ahead and add to a chapter and do a break. I didn't do a lot of breaks. I only had like two breaks in this entire novel, and that's fine. You don't have there's not like a minimum or a maximum number of breaks that you can have. But when I did that scene change, it worked and I I went back through and I read it again and I was and I was like, Okay, I like that. I I like that transition here and instead of just having a new chapter. Um, it just, it was better. So it's funny that you kind of go with your intuition like that. You just have to fill it out and see what feels the best for you in that, um, chapter, whether you want to break it and start a new chapter or just go with it with a section break. So once I got to this end chapter, there was a lot of business things that I had to do. So I went online and I started tackling all of that. So if I wouldn't have done that this morning, because I actually did not start writing until after 11. So it took me like two hours to write this last chapter. But I'm telling y'all, if I would have, and I was up at 6, so 6 a.m. So if I would have just started right away and then done all of my business stuff, that that's probably um, what I should have done. I would have finished it way before now in the afternoon. It would have been early morning. It would have been um, by 9 o'clock that I would have finished the book, which might have been a record for me. Um, it might have actually beat Angels in Love series book one. But regardless, I'm very, very proud that I accomplished this. Now, I'm not saying it's 100% perfect. I know that, and I say that about all my books. But I can say it's 100% Jesus, and I love it. I love the little the intricacies in here and the little details in here and um, and the research behind it. The research in this book, not just the song lyrics, that, of course, that's, that's something in itself that takes time to do. Um, those were not done on whims. Those were either spirit-filled-led songs or I had to research songs that matched and I built the playlist. But the mythological components of this, I wanted it. Um, I've always loved mythology, and I knew some bases. So, like when I read um, the research, the the history behind it, and and how it's seen in literature and other cultures, um, I can quickly move through that research. Um, but I found that it was better for me to keep all my tabs open. I took a picture of that and put it on Instagram if you want to see. <laughs> keep all my tabs open, copy and paste my favorite tabs that I was using for research into a Google Doc just in case for some reason something happened to my computer. I have all of my research 
And when I found, like, for example, the Tablet of Destinies, I made sure that I had saved that and put it into my Pinterest boards because that means if if kids, students, or, or adults even, if, they, if they're reading this and they want to see kind of the process that I went through and some of the articles that I read and what I was immersed in, then they have that. And I watched tons. So I'm typing and listening to YouTube at the very same time. And so I'm learning all about elementals for the first time in my life. I have never in my life ever heard this term, did not know it existed. That lets you know that the Holy Spirit is at work in this book because every piece that the Holy Spirit gave me worked for the good of the whole story. Even the, the town name, Lake End, makes perfect sense. It didn't make sense to me at the beginning why they had a lake in the town, why she lived by the lake and all that. I have no clue any of this from the very beginning. I honestly did not know how that was going to shift until I got that inspiration sitting, eating breakfast noodles, and it just image popped into my mind. And I'm like, okay, God, I've got this. This is what you want me to do. At the same time that I got the images in my mind, my husband at his job was sharing an article with his colleagues, and then he messaged me the article later that night because I told him what I discovered and how my story just shifted in this unique, brilliant way that is not me. I, I, I looked at my husband I'm like, this is all God. I, I can't think of this stuff. I could not have thought of this stuff at all. This is just not how my brain works. But this is how the Spirit of the Lord works in a vessel that's open for this. And he laughed and he was like, I read this article today. And I'm like, what article? And he told me and he sent me the article. It was hilarious. And it was around the same time he told me that he found the article and was talking about it when I received the images in my head. And I'm like, okay, now that is cool. I was like, send me that article. I'm going to keep it forever. I'm not going to ever let that article go. Um, I've actually used newspaper clippings and newspaper articles in the past. And, um, just as inspiration and everything, but this came after the fact. Hilarious. So, now that the first draft is done, and it's already went through its three rounds of edits, I'm excited to see the final reports of what my betas think, and I'm going to start reading. I'm going to do everything while it's very fresh. Like today, I told you guys in the previous episode what to do when you're almost finished with your novel. Make sure you do your book summary while you're in the midst of everything because it really can help you keep hold of the language of your book, the feel of your book. Because, okay, so someone that I really respect, an educator, he likes to write, but he doesn't publish, and he doesn't have a thought of publishing right now, but he's just a really cool teacher um, that I know, and we were talking, and, and he was giving me strategies that his wife has used in editing, and what has worked for him with editing, and then he said, the problem with me is that when I go back in to edit something that I have written a while back, my voice is not the same, 
and I've really thought about his advice. So his his thought process behind it was, I've had different experiences. I've have I have a different voice. The voice that was in my head is not necessarily the same voice that was in my head when I was writing the piece. And so when I go back into it, it's almost like I'm introducing myself again into the work, and it just doesn't feel the same. And I found that to be the case when I tried to look back at the Hartwell Chronicles after a whole year of being gone. I had to reacclimate myself to everything and just really feel the beat of the story. I'm feeling that the reason why I'm like capturing the same soul of the book like I did with my boyfriend's back is because I'm doing everything in like real time right now, keeping it going, not stopping, not walking away from it, and just really immersing myself into this world. Um, and especially with fantasy, with the world building that I had to create, um, yes, it is based on history, and it could, and it's contemporary fantasy. So I didn't have to go like far fetched into the the deep recesses of creative. Um, pull to come up with all of this um, unique world building because I was attaching it to what we could possibly see today. It still is a world. It is still something that I need to be living in to edit. So I'm going to encourage you to try that, um, to continue to edit while you go. And that way when when you're finished, you've already got some initial line edits done. And you do not have to like go back in and look for commas and punctuation and spacing and and you know all of that any spelling mistakes all you've already done all of that work as you go, so that way you're now finished the book. You can go in and make sure you've got like character consistencies. Like what I'm going to be doing with lyric, I just want to make sure that I'm presenting lyric in the way that I want you guys to meet her. But I also, you know, I'm looking for any holes, anything that I might add, anything I might patch up, or anything that just might need to go be thrown out because who knows, there, there could be some junk in there that really doesn't advance the plot. And so if it doesn't, or if it doesn't help to build a character, then I'm probably going to dump it. Um, so that's that's pretty much, you know, where I am at the moment. And all I know is that when I typed that last line, I'm gonna count. I'm count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. My eight-word sentence. I cried, and I think it's that sense of accomplishment that you've tackled something that you've just never done before, and you had the faith to do it. So I encourage you guys to do the same thing. All right, you guys have a blessed day. Bye. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to Amazon and find me there. My four Bible devotionals are under the name Jennifer Eichner Lowry. Just type in 30-Day Everyday Mom Challenge, Happy Renewal Year Challenge Devotional, 30-Day Teacher Challenge, or Fingerprint Curriculum K-12 Homeschool Planning. If you are a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you'll be happy to see $0 appear by your price. Yep, all are free with Kindle Unlimited. If you'd like to purchase the journal devotionals in paperback so you can reflect away right in the book, you can get your copies for $12.99. Happy reading!
So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.